Welcome to Gamed Out Daily. This is your Monday fixed of gaming news and all the good stuff that goes with it. I've got a slightly split show to do today. I want to highlight a game that, well, I picked up for, which is very, very reasonably priced. It's in early access. But first, we have the news of the day. That's E3 returning. Let's get it. Well, it's been an interesting hot minute, I have to say. E3 is coming back in person. Yep, the gaming convention, Smorgsborg of all sorts of things. We are getting it, and it's in person. So we are getting E3 back in person as of 2023. Um, this I've got an article here from uh, Eurogamer.net, so thank you to Tom Phillips for the write-up on this one. This was published today. Um, at some point today. E3 announces in-person show dates with the industry-specific dates prior to public opening. So I'll read the article and then we'll do a little bit of a tidbit of what I think of the whole E3 uh, stuff. E3 will return as an in-person event next June with three days given over to the industry's attendees and two days for the general public. Uh, the LA-based show will open its doors for the first time since 2019 at its usual home of Los Angeles Convention Center, following a mix of success as Oz, an online event in the interim. Next year, we'll see the LACC's two main halls divided into separate spaces for the industry's attendees and those attending as fans, similar to various halls separated at Gamescom. Behind the scenes, as pre seems? scenes previously announced, the event is now being operated by Reed, Reed, Pooped, Reed Poop Pop, not Poop, Pop, uh, the company which owns PAX and EGX and a number of websites, including Eurogamer. Over the event's four days, the first three will be op uh, open to the industry personnel, um, media, developers and publishers, concluding the two day, concluding two days with one uh, day overlap will be geared more fans, meeting developers, content creators, media personalities, and there will also be a dedicated theatre content open for fans to watch. Um We've got different articles, game, um, biz, gameindustry.biz. Again, this week, the E3 team is sending its plan for the show to the game industry. I quipped last time that this is the deck that would inevitably get leaked, and I thought, so why not to leak it ourselves, even if that's possible? Now, to be candid, this isn't everything. Um, it, it's not even most of it. The E3 team is still being built, and there's a lot more to come. But this is what we've got so far, and let's start with the facts. E3 will be a physical event, as we've already said. It will take place on uh, from Tuesday, June 13th to Friday, June 16th at Los Angeles Convention Center. It's a business and consumer show, as we've already discussed. The first two days are only for business, and the third, with an overlap, fourth day uh, purely for the consumers. The team had set themselves quite a lofty goals with E3, as you may remember, but the three core objectives are make a better business event where it's easier to connect, meet, conduct interviews, make a better consumer experience where the only things for fans, where there are things for the fans to actually do, partner support and be friends with everyone, everyone announcing games in and around E3, irrespective of whether they're actually in the convention center. This is how the team is going to deliver. I should have said this article is more about the actual event itself. 
uh, one half of the LACC. We've already discussed all that will be split for businesses and the other one will be for uh, more comfortable booths with areas to connect, network, grab coffee. Uh, there's hope to reopen the uh, Kenneta Hall. Again, this will be exclusive for business attendees. Um, going on, uh, this article does announce more and more regarding the event. So kind of both articles, which I'll link in the description of the podcast, go into different aspects of E3. Um, I'm a big fan of E3. I think it's um, <clears throat> us in, excuse me, in the gaming kind of sphere. Really, really do miss it. I don't mind the online events, and it does seem like a lot of companies right now are gearing themselves to be a lot more of an online presence with the Nintendo Directs and the PlayStation Showcases and the Xbox Live ones, Ubisoft Connect Forward. But it's nice to have, as I said at the beginning, that smorgasbord of everything just all crammed into one area, and we've got that kind of wonderful thing all happening. And I think it's great. They used to, you know, the last, uh, so 2020, obviously it was done in because of COVID. 2021, they didn't do it because of COVID. And this year they didn't do it because I just don't think the, they just think that the, you know, the fundability or anything was there. So they canned it all. They didn't even have any online presence. Jeff Keighley did his summer, you know, summer games festival. And then we've got obviously the game awards at the end of the year. But for me, E3 is the time where we get to see reveals, showcases, Games to look forward to. Get to berate games for looking like, you know, they're going to be absolute wonderful masterpieces and the graphical powerhouses, and then when we get our hands on them, I'm looking at you, Watchdog Ones. We get to tear them apart for that. I get to sit down with friends who are also making podcasts and reviews and all that kind of stuff and discuss E3. It's a real sort of like Christmas time of the gaming industry. And for the last three years, we've I think we've definitely missed that. I think E3 has been a, a hole in the heart of the of many people. I've never been. I've been to EGX, obviously, who is you know is run by the company that's going to be running E3. So I've done EGX, I think, three times, two or three times at least uh, here in the UK, and that's a really good event over over the couple of days. I've always gone on like either the Saturday or the Sunday. I think I've, I think both of the times I went is on Saturday. No, Sunday, weekend. I've been at the weekends and it's always good fun to see what developers are doing, what they're making. So these gaming events, these gaming conventions, these shows, are they're, they're a lot bigger and they're a lot more powerful in the gaming sphere than people give them credit for. I remember one year I went with my dad to EGX and he saw what gaming was turning into. You know, the whole esports scene, just an incredible powerhouse that is gaming and E3, I think, has been just missing. You know, it's just a shame that we've, uh, obviously, the COVID stuff, we can't help. And it was nice that we had an online presence. But it's this year has definitely been the, the hardest year where there is no E3. I hope they get the partners on board. I hope they can work something with Jeff Keighley. I know he wants to do his Summer Games Fest. And that was kind of the, I suppose, the middle finger to E3 when it was, you know, done by who did E3 originally. But I'd like to see them work together, come together and coordinate something a little bit more all over the, you know, together instead of trying to fight for ownership rights of who's going to drop that exclusive or who's going to do this and who's going to do that. And then we don't get the same damn, you know, games being shown here and then at Summer Games Fest. I think there's a place for both of them, but I think they do need to communicate and do better. Uh, at that kind of thing and hopefully they they do and maybe i've missed something maybe they do already and i've just been completely utterly blind to it but 
Are you excited for E3? I would love to know your thoughts and dealings about E3 returning next year. Are you going? Um, I, I, I wouldn't be able to go. We're going to America next August. Can't afford that kind of thing. Um, so, But it'll be great to hear your thoughts and dealings regarding E3. Interesting, the, this leaves me with another sort of four or so minutes to talk about something. And that's something is I want to talk about a game called Rogue Genesia. Genesia, I think, is how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Um, but I don't think anybody should be skipping this. I'm going to be producing a video for this game very, very soon. Um, I want to just spend a bit more time. I've only spent the last couple of hours with it. But this should not be skipped. Honestly, please do not skip it. Currently, it's on sale uh, for um, two pound like twenty. Okay, and I don't know what that is in conversion because the pounds uh, to toilet roll currently here in the UK is worth more than the pound. We've crashed that hard. Um, it's in early access, and it's the blurb on Steam goes as this. Walk upon a new world, slay foes, endangering it. Rogue Genesia is an action roguelike game where you fight endless hordes consisting of hundreds of thousands of monsters, carve your path through their ranks, defeat their bosses, save one of the many worlds. And the only way to describe it is it's like Vampire Survivors, but it's got a 2.5 HD graphic art style. Um, it's currently on Steam with... Um, 604 reviews and it's an overwhelmingly positive it's got 95 percent uh positive reviews for this game and it is like um vampire survivors and slay and it's, uh, probably i don't know like octopath graphically got together and had a baby along with a bit of like ghosts and goblins and those sort of games it's, if you played Vampire Survivors, you know what you're getting. You kind of have your character, you run around a map, you kill your mobs, get to a certain point, get a new power-up, and go on and go on and go on. And then the mobs get bigger, they get more hectic, and, you know, Vampire Survivors was the same thing. It was this phenomenal hit that just came out of nowhere, and it was like a couple of quid. I grabbed that for the Steam Deck, and I realized that those games now are slowly becoming my most played game on the Steam Deck, and this will surpass that because it's proper eye candy to look at and it's got the gameplay to match um the cool thing about this i haven't played a lot of um as i said a lot of this but the cool thing about it is um uh, you get this overworld map like um curse of the dead gods where you go through and you pick your next zone you want to fight so you can go into a chest and get rewards or go get some gold or go to a shop or fight monsters and you have to make your way up to finish the the run if you like before you die um there does seem to be a slight imbalance with weapons and and power at this point in time but i think that'll come as i said it's early access and that'll slowly get um sort of fixed if that makes sense it's it's gonna be good it's a vampire survivors style game that i'm probably gonna spend too much time on uh on the steam deck which is where these games really do shine i think i've had to because of the graphics i've actually had to limit it down to a 40 fps it will run at 60 up to the point where i am now where it just seems to tank um but i have played with the graphics settings a little bit and i do seem to, i think i've got it around 60 now uh because this game needs to be in 60 fps uh how i had it previously earlier today 
it was going down to like 40, 30 FPS. Um, if you can get it at a steady 30, it's playable. Uh, as long as the frame times aren't skipping, it is playable. I haven't really listened to the, the sound. I've just been trying to concentrate, keep my dude alive. So, yeah, Rogue Genesea, I will do a video once I spend some more time on it. I just wanted to spend some time on today's podcast telling you not to skip it because it, it's worth the money that you'll spend on it seeing as it's early access and it feels like a seriously well-polished game and it's only a couple of quid. Go out and and, and get it and enjoy it. It's well worth the, the money. Alrighty, that is it for today's Game Doubt Daily. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, I appreciate it. You can email me uh, a topic that you wish me to discuss on the show at zapdced at hotmail.com. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at that chaps app. You can find this show on all your favorite podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Good Pods, wherever you get your podcasts from. This should be on there. If it's not, please let me know. Um, And I will see you tomorrow for another Game Down Daily. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.